a dick pic. I love a dick pic. Oh, hi, Michelle. Jordy, Jordy, Jordy. <laughs> no, or should I say Jordy? Jordy. Jordy. That's what I said last week. Sure I didn't did. even know I said that. Anyway. Silly Billy. Welcome to Eavesdropping. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Eavesdropping. It's uh, another Christmas episode. I'm sorry if you're bored of Christmas. God, so are we, but it just keeps coming. This December month is a whole month long. I'm excited. I like Christmas. I do I'm like over Christmas. It. Oh, yeah, it hasn't <laughs> even happened yet. <laughs> the tree just went up. Bah, Thanks, humbug. Michelle, for doing that for me. She put my tree up. I did. It was lovely. It's uh, pink. You've got a pink-ish tree. Well, it's green. It's green, but it's a pink theme. Oh, pink themed. Okay, that's interesting because it's the same theme every year. Yeah, of course. So who's buying new decorations? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Old Succession. That was a good one last night, wasn't it? Oh, it was amazing. Bloody love it. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Succession, Michelle. We're here to talk about Christmas episodes. Now, we are because if we were talking about Succession, we would have to talk about the dick pics. The dick pic! <laughs> We all love a dick pic. I love a dick pic. Well, I don't anymore. I used to. I used to. I have a phone full of them. I need to go through oh, we and know that them from Michelle. my single days. But You've disclosed that in a previous episode about the dick pics all through your phone. What happens when you're scrolling through and you've got someone looking over your shoulder and you're saying, oh, look, I really want to show you this picture. It's from a couple of years ago, but it's in there somewhere of my kitchen refurb. Oh, let's see. Oh. <laughs> well, I, it was... It was scary when my sister's kids went, oh, Annie Mish, can we look at your phone? I'm like, yeah, girls, yeah, take it. And I was like, hang on, pull it back. No one needs to see those. God, no. Sorry, it's the fucking guinea pigs. They're making such a racket. He can't get enough water out of his little thing. <laughs> oh, poor little piggies. Well, at least you're not going to eat them. Move on from the pigs. Yes. We're not going to talk about the pigs. They're dull. This week, though, I do have a little shart art oh. for this week's Christmas party sharty episode because <laughs> this is the week of Christmas party fun. <laughs> but what I didn't realise was that when you listen to us on Spotify, it sends you a little anniversary picture of your your most listened to podcast, and a listener, aka a friend. Paul Aston sent me a lovely picture of his most listened to podcast. It was us. <laughs> Yay! And it said that your, I can't remember what it said on there, but Spotify <laughs> likes to tell you that your favourite podcast is like a friend or a family member. And in Paul Aston's case, it's quite literally a friend. But I'm glad that he's listening. Thank you, Paul. And here's your shout out! <laughs> shout out! Shout out, you're getting a shout out. So I have a little shout out to Lucy Beacon. Now we've mentioned her on the podcast before, but you never know who's stuck with you, who's, you know, let it go, but she's listening. She said, again, she was on the bus and she was listening to the latest episode I think she elbowed the lady next to her. She was laughing so hard. So thank you, Lucy, for for keeping on eavesdropping. It's wonderful. I hope she didn't get a punch in the face in response. Don't touch me. It's COVID. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Lucy. And look, I actually did have a a word with Jen to see what she thought of her new song. Pick up yeah, your panties. Now, yeah, but... you know the one. You know the yeah. one. Uh, yeah. Debuted last week on our episode. Yay. Jen's got. Jen's finally got her own jingle. What did she think of her jingle? Did she remember ever saying the words "pick up your"? Pal, just pick up my panties and go. I don't know if she remembers that story, but my sister Steph will definitely remember the story of the time my mum bought a raffle ticket to win a house, and it was a lovely house. And she said to my sister, "Ah." Oh, if I won that house, I'd just pick up my panties and go. <laughs> so that's ha- that's the inspiration for the song. But Jen does have another jingle, doesn't she? Does she? True, Jen, true. Oh. <laughs> so I think Jen's quite, quite unique. She's got double yeah. jingle. But uh, I also did want to talk about like cycling back to, uh, I think it was two episodes ago yeah. where we talked about deaths on stage. <gasps> And Gigi Allen, who basically 
shat himself naked on stage and mm-hmm. shat on other people. Anyway. That was his stage show. It was. Now, do you remember I talked to you about an 80s Hungarian pop star called Zoltan? Zoltan. Who died on Swedish TV. Yeah. Turns out it's a fake. Oh, Michelle, you got faked. I got faked. I did. But do you know what it is? So I don't know his name. It's like Wilfred Hodenbacher or something. He's actually quite a well-known actor. And he was even on In Inglourious Bastards, that movie. Yeah. That's a good movie. I think he's always a villain. He's got kind of a villain face. But this video was actually shot in 2016. I swear to you, it's the best 80s redo that I've ever seen. Right. So so it's high, high concept. Really high concept. And you know what? Wow. I'm just happy I didn't see a man die on TV. Yeah. Apart from Tommy Cooper, which you insisted on watching. I didn't really realise. But anyway, I did put the link there in case somebody else wants to watch someone die on TV. Honestly, Michelle. But speaking of TV, now I just have a TV recommendation for people over the Christmas period, it's completely anti-Christmas, so don't expect any kind of... Bells or jingling? No, it's called Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. Now, it's scary. So if you don't like Ooh. scary TV series, uh, this one might not be for you, but it's got Melanie Linsky in it, who she was the the one who wasn't Kate Winslet in Heavenly Creatures all oh. those years ago, the film that made Kate Winslet, made Peter Jackson, New Zealand film. No, Peter Jackson's career was made with, uh, what was that awful film that he made? Oh, Bad Finger. Was it about the sheep that go mad? Yeah, what was that? Bad Taste? Bad Taste, yes. I said Bad Finger, I don't know why. Bad Finger? Bad Taste, (laughs) yes, that was it. So that that got his name, then Heavenly Creatures pushed him into a different A different genre. Yes. And anyway, so Melanie Linsky's in it. Also, Juliette Lewis. Is making a I love comeback. Her. Great Scientologist. Oh, is she? Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. And Christina Ricci. 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 She's in it too. And weirdly, I just watched the first episode and I was on Facebook and I saw a post from a woman I knew back in the day when I was still involved in music and still involved in a very small music label I'd started. And anyway, her name's Jen Malone. She's the music supervisor for Yellow Jackets. And oh, wow. Honestly, it's every single 90s artist that you loved in the soundtrack. So it's set in the 90s. Yeah, it was Courtney Love. It was all the stuff. So, yeah, you have to watch it. That's my Wonderful. hot TV tip. Thanks for the hot TV tip. That's okay. So speaking of TV, I actually was thinking about Christmas movies. Yes. We're not going to have an argument about Elf again, are we, Michelle? Well, no, but I'm going to bring Elf. 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 (laughs) That's a different film. (laughs) It is a different film. A different genre. Um, Elf. Yes, your favourite. Because basically all of these classics are getting a woke re-look at. What's that? Oh. That's not a relook. That's not even a word. A redo. Oh, well, no, because they're not being redone. But basically, all of these Christmas movies are being looked at through a woke lens by people. And actually, I'm not sure they stand up. Not many films do or TV shows, to be fair. No, no. So there was Elf and they were talking about how, you know, the classic scene where Will Ferrell, Buddy, He's doing that festive sing-along with uh, Zoe Deschanel's character. She's in the shower. And, you know, it's meant to be lighthearted comedy, whatever. But for some people, they're up in arms about Elf barging into a a woman's bathroom. And they're saying that it's massively problematic because... Do you remember it was like a call and response and he's he's in there. So yeah. it was a lovely scene. It was a great scene. I mean, obviously she was disturbed that there was a giant man child dressed in an elf's costume in the shower with her, in the shower room with her, but he didn't try anything on. And it's real, it's, you know, it's life can be stranger than fiction. People do things that are weird sometimes. Well, <laughs> we can't go back into history and redo woke up. Everything that's happened in the... Oh, I don't know. I'm getting well, I'm getting ranty. I'm getting ranty. Well, they're oh. get, Well, it's being woked and 
you know, they're saying that it's offensive to women and also the song, Baby It's Cold Outside, is considered so offensive that a couple of years ago, John Legend rewrote the lyrics. So To say what? To more palatable kind of words. So originally, I've got to go away, but baby, it's cold outside with, I've got to go away, I can call you a ride. Well, why is it why is it no good to say it's cold outside? I don't really know. I don't get it. But the wokers are all up in arms about it. Do you, I wish I didn't know this, Michelle. Does this make us not very woke? That that I don't yes. think that that's. I don't really see. But baby, it's cold outside. I mean, he's basically saying, "Don't uh, don't leave because you know it's cold outside. Come come and be warm in my bed." But you know. Oh. But do you know what? Like, what's wrong? It's with that? okay. If, the, if she's consenting. I know. I don't really know. But that's not the only oh, one. So I'm so old-fashioned. Me too. And look, I I have quite a bad memory, as you all know. I haven't yes. rewatched any classic Christmas films in ages. But people on Twitter are going nut-nut, as our old friend Kendall Roy <laughs> would say, uh, because they're watching these films from 15, 20 years ago. And so they're saying that love actually rewards toxic men Bridget mm-hmm. Jones champions sexual harassment in the workplace and Jack Black is basically a, a dangerous sociopath in the holiday so they're saying that love actually is super sexist and loads of body shaming women being objectified and you know there's what there's creepy stalkers and that yeah. women are just being passively kind of waiting around to be picked for love. So it's really not okay. condoning a strong and I don't really remember it. So people if no. people if you oh, remember No, I get it. I get it. It's shit. There are some shit depictions of things. My god, don't watch Mississippi Burning. You'll see some awful things in there, but they are representative of a time and what's going on and the what you like to all often say the zeit, zeitgeist of the time. I don't think that you can whitewash those things or change them to suit the narrative to now. But what you can do in response to these things, rather than going back in time and trying to rectify them, they exist. Those behaviours existed. Those mentalities existed. Mm. Yes, we're becoming more woke, and I don't speak for myself, clearly. I mean, I'd like to be more woke. <laughs> but if you want to do something about it, then rewrite the new narrative give us the films where the woman's not standing around waiting for the man to turn up and make her life worthwhile give us the films where uh, the elf isn't in the shower cubicle but still give us some laughs please Mm. and you know obviously a lot of slag has been you know thrown at uh bridget jones that's slagging off bridget oh (laughs) They're throwing slag. They're throwing shade. They're... That's a new expression. I just made that up. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Bridget Jones. I have to say, I don't. I don't know a lot about her because it never appealed to me. Now, if I was the sort of woman that it appealed to, then I don't know how I would feel about that now. Annoyed because maybe I was wearing a mini skirt with no pants. No, but it's more about body shaming and and being fat phobic. Why? Because she put weight on to play the play the character. She apparently plays a big girl. But in today's society, she's what, a size 14? And that's considered quite normal. So The thing is, at the time, the woman who wrote that novel, and again, I don't know a lot about it, but the woman who wrote that novel was kind of championed for talking about big pants and talking Mm. about not being your average size. So I think that Helen Fielding, her name is, I think that she was probably thinking that she was being a bit more woke herself at the time. Probably. And you know what? Things move on you had to have movies like that to get to the next step they're all stepping stones they are so leave it be people so get your knickers in a twist about something else all right we'll leave that there we'll leave that there so there you go woke woke christmas woke christmas there it is one two three it's christmas every wednesday in december Drop the me, so will you drop with me? Drop, drop, drop. Sexy Santa in a place to play to play. What a hoot! What a hoot! 
Well, talking about Christmas, obviously this week we're going to be talking about Christmas parties. Yes, and I've got some ding-a-lings for you. I've got some <laughs> ding-a-ling-ding-dong-dongs as well. But what the reason why, you know, not the reason why, but uh, obviously there's a bit of controversy about Christmas parties at the moment, uh, Michelle, oh, God, because yes. a good old Downing Street have been right in the uh, thick of it, haven't they, with their many, not one, not two, but apparently three cheese and wine soirees with or without masks have occurred from last year when everybody else was told to stay home and not go to those uh, Christmas parties, not go to work and not go and see your elderly parent who was dying in a care home. So understandably, people are annoyed, but I have to say I was a bit confused at Boris saying that he was furious when there was a leaked video that ITN obtained of the former press secretary, I think she was, or something, Allegra Stratton, Stratton or Statton, who was in a mock press conference. Did you see Where it? she was asked, I did see it. Yeah, me too. She was asked, were there parties? Uh, how would you respond? She didn't know how to respond. She's like, what do I say to that? And they just carried on with their mock mockery. And she said, yeah, okay, well, I wasn't there. I left early. And then she said, there might have been cheese and wine. I don't know, but I wasn't there. Oh, no masks. They were joking. She had to resign because of that. But meanwhile, bloody big old Boris is so furious about it. But meanwhile, wasn't he having parties? Probably. Leaving dues? Probably. But I think what really caused public outrage was the fact that Allegra said, oh, yes, and there definitely wasn't any social distancing. That was her last line. Right. And I think... The public, understandably, were really upset because, as you said... Making light of something that was so serious. People were dying. It just felt like, okay, one rule for government, one rule for the people. Well, that's how they feel right now. Of course they would because people did it really tough, especially in the UK last year. You yeah. you were all locked down. You weren't allowed to see loved ones. You, there were small gatherings only in your home of not more than two people, so that's basically nobody it was families only and people really mentally suffered. So to yeah. have people joking about how they, oh, yes, they were flaunting the rules and just it wasn't, it, it's not cool. So I, I get the whole like Downing Street Christmas party hoo-ha that's going on right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, she wasn't having a Christmas party. She was sacked because of her response to a, a mock press conference that was leaked. But meanwhile, what of the actual Christmas parties that w did or didn't take place? I think she was there because she she sort of said, oh, yes, uh, uh, I, I didn't go. I left early, which made me think, well, she was obviously there. Oh, right. So okay. that's why she resigned. A, because she made light of it. And B, I think she actually went, probably knowing that they shouldn't be doing was wrong. that behind closed doors. But... Yeah, I mean, it was all tier three lockdown restrictions at that point. And, you know, the government guidance was not followed by the people in government. So, yeah, it was it's quite shit. Anyway, I'll put a link to that in the show notes if anybody has been under a rock and hasn't heard about the Downing Street hoo-ha. Thank you, Michelle. But what of the actual office Christmas party of which we won't be enjoying this year? How bad <laughs> can it actually get? Does anybody actually remember the last time they went to an office Christmas party. I mean, I used to work in high uh, luxury retail and we used to get taken to a lot of fantastic parties or, or invited to a lot of fantastic parties from suppliers. We used to get a lot of nice gifts and stuff like that at Christmas time. So I plumbed the depths of Reddit, Michelle. Oh, I love Reddit. It's my favourite source of info. Yeah, no one was willing to share their real information with me apart from a couple of people, which you'll hear about later. And here we have P. Copley, who is a Reddit user, talking about their most horrific Christmas party. It goes like this. The receptionist vomited onto her plate of filet mignon. Two co-workers had sex in the bathroom. The CEO's <laughs> wife ended up passed out drunk in a chair next to the coat rack and had to be carried out. <laughs> but this one, that's that, that was that party. But this one from Shaz Era, who's also from Reddit. So Shaz's story goes like this. HR had booked us into the function room of a hotel, one of those big out-of-town places that do wedding receptions. Everyone had to pay £50 per head to attend, 75 for plus ones. 
When we arrived, the room we'd booked already had another party in it. They double booked the room and just assumed that one company wasn't going to turn up. So there's 300 people trying to share a space meant for 200 at the most. Not enough chairs or tables and no room to move. When food came, we had to take turns eating our courses while people stood around us waiting. The venue had lost our meal choices, so it was basically eat what we give you. The food itself clearly had been microwaved from frozen, scalding hot on the outside, still frozen on the scent in the middle. After it became clear that this was going to be the standard for the night, the UM, I don't know what that is. Oh, I don't either. Under manager? Mm, no idea. I don't know, ordered pizzas just for our party to be delivered to the function room. Most of those who had already eaten the food provided ended up with food poisoning. No! Afterwards, we all demanded a full refund. The company got its deposit back, but employees got nothing. The following year, HR booked the same venue as they'd given us a huge discount, but promised that it would be better this time. It wasn't. Oh, why would you go back? Lesson, lesson learned the first time round. <laughs> Obviously. Anyway, I've got another story here, which is actually told to me by a man. We are going to call Sam. Okay. He told me about his Christmas party some years ago where um, he was being well behaved because he was one of the elder statesmen, as he called himself, of the company. So he was on his best behaviour, didn't go nuts, unlike some of the others in <laughs> at the at the event. And at one point, some poor lady got herself trapped in the toilets on the top floor. How they found out she was up there, I don't know. I missed that bit. But apparently there were people saying, oh, she's calling her fiancé or something to come and get her out. What? But Sam, Sam felt he could be that the man, to, the, man for the, the job. The man in shining armour to go in and pull exactly. her out of a dodgy loo. The man in the Superman suit. <laughs> so up he went, uh, burst in. Knocked first, I think, just to make sure she knew he was coming. You should have a knickers down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go into detail if that was the sight that he <sighs> saw when he walked in. But anyway, he found her. He put her over his... No, he didn't put her over his shoulder. He carried her down the stairs like a baby. Because oh. she was so passed out drunk. At some point, walking down the stairs, she threw up on him. No. And he only had his shirt on as he'd previously removed his Christmas jumper. So then he got downstairs covered in icky bobos and vomit and he went looking for his bag so he immediately took his shirt off so now he's topless yeah and rampaging around a party looking for his shirt <laughs> which had his christmas jumper in so then all those efforts to make himself look good went down the pan and everybody thought he was wildly drunk and rampaging topless around the christmas party and that's all they could talk about the next day oh lovely well i remember when i was at Heat magazine. Do you remember? I worked there for yes. many years. And this one time there was the Heat magazine Christmas party and it was when Mark Frith was the editor. Now he was a legendary editor of Heat magazine, which for anyone who doesn't know Heat, it's a gossip rag and it was the gossip magazine of the 2000s, I would say. Mm. And anyway, all the staff, we'd all done this secret Santa and I, I actually can't remember what I got, but this one girl, she got these, they're actually really beautiful, these um, really long nipple tassels. They were her secret Santa what? gift. Nipple tassels. <laughs> long? What, for long nipples? No, they weren't for <laughs> long nipples. <laughs> they were long tassels for short little pert nipples, right? Okay. So she got these gorgeous, I mean, they were beautiful. They must have been so expensive. Anyway. From Agent Provocateur or something. Yeah, maybe something like that. So that was her Christmas Secret Santa from God knows who. And anyway, part of the Christmas party was that they'd organised karaoke. This this girl was fucked. She was completely smashed. And before we knew it, she got up on stage and she starts singing, I just can't stop loving you <laughs> by Michael Jackson. So she starts singing it. I don't know if you remember, like it starts off really quiet, like, when the wind blows or whatever I don't know mm. anyway then it comes to the chorus and she just starts shouting I just can't stop loving you Mark Frith and <sighs> everyone is just like what the she's in love with her in? boss yes oh no what? so then she starts singing it again 
rips off her shirt, gets the nipple tassels, oh. they're already on. <laughs> she starts singing the whole thing, doing, like, clapping the boobs together. Oh, my God. <laughs> Does she do that? Check <laughs> Because he does a lot of that. In there. <laughs> that was more Rolf Harris than Michael Jackson, but I think you get the picture. Oh, God, they've all been disgraced. But anyway, she never came back. Oh, poor girl. After that Christmas party where everybody, including Mark, knew that she basically we're clapping had, your boobs together that's i mean that's I a know, thing in with itself on, i know <laughs> but i just can't stop loving you mark frith it was <laughs> yeah she ended up leaving the country she ended up working oh, in Dubai. No. oh i know it was her. really awful oh no i feel bad for laughing but she should should have owned it i know people paid hundreds of dollars to see a cabaret <laughs> show like that <laughs> <laughs> shaking the nips around but yeah so there you go that's a lesson life lesson oh, if you're in man. love with your boss just don't get drunk, rip your shirt off, keep it to and start singing. Yeah, Absolutely. keep it to yourself. Oh, you dingling. Oh, you dingling. Well, we had a fantastic party one year. It was actually a leaving do. It wasn't really a Christmas party, I'll be honest with you. It was a leaving do. And uh, we were at a downstairs bar when our boss, let's call her Ella, was very <laughs> sad that one of our lovely colleagues and team members and friend was leaving and it was quite heartbreaking because we were a lovely tight team at the time. Anyway, we as a team had been drinking for hours. Then everybody else came and joined us afterwards because we'd taken the afternoon off, I think, to start drinking in this downstairs bar in Soho. And eventually the entire company came and joined us or, you know, all of our extended team members and the retail director who was her boss as well. Yeah. I was chatting to the retail director who had his back to the bar, which was quite convenient because I had a clear view of Ella and our friend who was leaving, talking, crying, farewelling each other, when suddenly I was convinced I saw Ella vomit on the bar. What? On the bar? I was pretty shit-faced myself, but I was pretty sure I saw her puke all over the bar. So I thought, oh my God, I can't let her boss see this. I've got to rescue her. So I said, Excuse me one moment. I'm just going to nip to the loo. And I ran to the toilet. I grabbed rolls of toilet paper and I came running back out to the bar where our friend who was leaving was still standing there and the bar was bone dry. It was clean. I said, did I just see Ella puke all over the bar? He said, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. She just got her sleeve and wiped it clean. No. Oh, my God. But that wasn't oh, all, Jesus Michelle, because then Christ. after that, the, the night hadn't ended there. She may have forgotten that bit, but I haven't. She, <laughs> <laughs> she was wearing this beautiful red duffel coat. And at the end of the night, the retail director, myself and Ella, all went to the same tube station. And yeah. at the top of the very tall Oxford Circus steps down to the tube station, I think one yeah. of us had said, I think he or I had said, let's just be careful on these steps as we went all the way down on our asses, all three of us no. linking arms. Oh, God. And at the bottom, I went with her one way and I wanted to make sure she was going to get on the right train. I said, you're going to be okay. She said, oh, yes, once I'm on, I'm on autopilot. So I said, okay, fine. I left, left it to it. The next day... I was in the office when she walked in sheepishly holding a dry cleaning bag with that lovely red duffel coat in. What had happened to her was she'd gone on the Victoria line all the way to Walthamstow, woken up and gone, what? Oh, no. She wanted to be at the other end, which is Brixton. But then she started to feel a bit sick. So she just grabbed the sleeve of her red duffel coat and... (gasps) Oh, my God. Both sleeves full. Then she woke up. Back in Walthamstow again. So oh, then she had to do. No. She's just going up and down the Victoria line. <laughs> Pretty much with her coat completely, coat sleeves completely filled with vomit. She had to walk home with her arms in an L shape. If she was asleep, surely like she would have gone Bleh, and the the arms would have gone down and the dribbles, the dribbles of vomit would be like coming. Oh, my God. Oh. Let's not think about it too much. Well, do you know what? It's very inventive and it actually reminds me of the time I was on the tube and I'd been out. I mean, it was a big night. I I wasn't feeling great. And I don't know if you remember, but when you would come out of Brixton Tube at the top, there used to be a guy selling hot dogs yeah. and it would stink. I mean, they were the most 
filthy vials. Eyeballs and assholes. Hot, yeah, lips and assholes straight in a sausage case. And they would ha- and it would just be like cooked in a really foul way. So the whole tube station would smell of like smoke and grease. So yeah. I came up the escalator into the bottom of the, tu- of the tube um, station, then was walking up and went, oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Oh, my God. And I thought, I can't be sick. I can't be sick in the tube station. And I looked around. It'd been a cold night, a rainy night. And I had an umbrella with me. <laughs> so I just, I opened up the umbrella, lap, straight into the umbrella. And they just <laughs> tied it up. Like, and then just kept walking home. So oh. do you know what? Down your sleeve, into an umbrella. On your shoulder. I've done that on Brixton Tube. Oh, where? What, on someone's shoulder? On my own shoulder. Yes, that was after a night on the, that was after a night on the cocksucking cowboys. Oh, I know. Well, I'd, well, do you know what? I'd sort of been on a half set up date with a very, very famous music producer. I'm not going to name him. But anyway, we went to Soho House afterwards, which is a very fancy members club in London. And I was really, I was a little bit nervous. I was also like, oh, he's really great. And uh, I was drinking way too much. Already planning the wedding. I wish. No, I don't, Andreas. I don't. Anyway, um, I was so, I, we were sitting down and he got up to, to go to the bar to get us a drink. And I thought, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. Oh, and no. I couldn't see toilets except for way over the other side of the of the club and I thought I'm not going to make it and I looked around there were some some empty beer glasses on the table <laughs> so I just grabbed them bleh, straight into the into the glasses there was a highball there was a beer glass how many pints did you come up with two beer glasses and a highball glass <laughs> and and then I thought oh my god the poor waitress so I just got a coaster and popped them on top so <laughs> a you couldn't smell and b you couldn't see what it was but you know what I thought being very inventive because and then I, I may or may not have done a little bit of what your your friend did do the old wipe of the sleeve on the mouth because it's it's never a clean never she a clean didn't wipe her sleeve like she puked inside her sleeve yeah but then she used her sleeve to wipe the bar oh right so, yes. so yeah there you go umbrella or if you're in a bar a glass they're my top tips for you fantastic but, yeah. or the time I was, oh my God, it was a work Christmas party. And uh, this was many years ago when I worked in Australia. I was at a bank. One of the one of the two banks, I won't reveal which one. Anyway, I was, uh, it was a Christmas party, got absolutely smashed and ended up throwing up into the bin under my desk uh, because they had the Christmas party in, oh. in the office. And I was like, ugh, crawled onto my desk, went ugh, ugh, into the into the waste paper bin. Except, didn't realise till the next day, the bin was mesh and it didn't have a plastic liner, so <laughs> oh, the vomit shell. had just seeped all through the mesh. It just wasn't nice. Oh, anyway. darling, that's horrific. Oh. But you know what? I was thinking about vomiting, mm. and I I was like. I wonder what happens to your body when you vomit. Right, what happens? Do you want to know? Yeah. I don't know if Neil the scientist knows this scientific explanation mm. of why you vom, but basically... I think he'll find that you probably have the best description of why. <laughs> well, no, it's a very scientific description. So oh. your body vomits when it senses different threats. Oh. So a threat can either be toxic chemicals or stress hormones that just shoot through your blood. Uh, or if you're swaying, like swaying motions, like car, people mm. who get car sick, I guess. Or, or upset tummy. Or on a boat, yes. Um, so what happens is uh, chemicals and hormones, they're detected by the brain's, it's called a chemoreceptor. Um, mm. It's a trigger zone. So CTZ. Whereas swaying motions are detected by the inner ear, upset stomach um it's all to do with the vagus nerve but once you get the signal to vom and once it arrives at your like ctz it sets off a chain reaction so in the brain uh, it receives so your brain receives a stimulus that you need to vomit and then you go through this 
like sequence of actions. So suddenly your mouth starts to like get Salivate. full of saliva. Yeah. yeah. And I'd forgotten about that. But yeah, do you know what? Even just thinking about that, it just makes me feel like vomiting because you just get that weird, your mm. mouth gets all like horrible. But anyway, apparently you do that to protect your teeth from the, ah, from the, the stomach acid. acid. Yes. So it's for a good reason. Then apparently, and I don't remember this, but next time I throw up, I'll be sure to like probably <laughs> won't remember. But anyway, the body automatically takes a deep breath before you vomit and this is so you don't get vomit in your lungs okay well that's good because the last time I puked I actually thought I was going to to uh, suffocate oh my god it's so frightening isn't it apparently your body will automatically know how to do this after your mouth is like just drooled everywhere and then your diaphragm contracts like really into a few short pulses because you need to squeeze the pressure oh sorry squeeze your stomach to create pressure I hate so it. that's why you get like that that clenchy feeling in your tummy. Then your glottis closes to seal the airway, so nothing can enter or leave the lungs. Which uh, what a clever thing the body is. So where and does then, the vo- vomit come out your nose? Sometimes it does. <laughs> well, because basically your diaphragm then contracts. Yeah. And if you don't vomit, then it's the dry heaves, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then your abdominal muscles contract more to increase the pressure. And then your sphincter. Are you calling it a sphincter, Michelle? Sphincter? Your sphincter, your a-hole. It <laughs> closes. So the only way out is through the mouth. And then your heart rate goes up. You get the sweats. And then you bleh, you just chunder. So there you go. Your bo- the body is a very clever thing. And I often feel much better after I vomit. If you've had a night out and you feel absolutely shit, if you can just do a chuck, do a vom, mm. it clears the head. You feel great. You don't have the bed spins anymore. You can just go mm. to sleep. It's brilliant. Oh, you keep on partying for the next round. Yak and come back. No, not for oh. me. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> oh, it's not nice, but it does clear the head. But yeah, well, I think the trick is just not to drink so much. That's my top tip. (laughs) After years of learning, that's after years of practice. Look, I remember this one time I'd gone to this party and it was, uh, it was when I was a kid, you know, I must've been like 14 or something. And it was a private boys school party. Now I was not a private girls school. How did you get that invite? Exactly. You know, it was over the other side of Canberra. One of the posh girls from the posh school knew one of our like, you know. Rough girls. Yep. The rough girls. And we all went to this like posh party. I ended up throwing up, doing a red wine spew all over super expensive like Persian rug. I got in trouble because, oh, it's my parents' rug. They don't know I'm having a party, you know, the the usual. I had vomit all down my front. Anyway, all of us girls got a taxi back or a lift back or whatever it was. And I remember sitting on the driveway outside my, my family home, just like vomiting more, just got the sweats, all of that, shivering but hot. Oh. And then thought, I've got to go in. I've got to go inside. So I went inside. Jen was up. Mm-hmm. And she said, she, she didn't turn around, but I don't know how she didn't smell me. And she just went, oh, hi, darling. How is your party, love? I just was like, oh, great, mom. I'm just going to have a shower. I mean, I had chunks all <laughs> in my hair, all down the front of me. Thank God she didn't turn around. Went into the shower, threw up in the shower. Oh, have you ever tried to get the chunks down the, down the plug hole? I hate to say it, but yes. Oh, they don't go down easily. Not easily, no. They don't go down easily. So, yeah, you know, Jen Jen was too involved with her with a show to with turn her program. around. Thank God, Jen and her programs. True, Jen. True. True, Jen. True. I actually went on Reddit as well because, as you know, it is a wealth of Christmas joy, isn't it? And look. They were, there weren't so many stories. I was hoping for more juicy things, but they were just sort of, you know, Christmas fails. So there was this one guy who went to his work Christmas party. Uh, his name's Bad Day Bozo. What? Uh, yeah, that's his, that's his Reddit name. Okay. Bad Day Bozo. Right, yes, I forgot they can make up their own names. I Sorry, I forgot for a moment. I thought it was his real name. <laughs> uh, I was confused. No. <laughs> so... 
he went to his work Christmas party and uh, he heard that the party was going to be an open bar and that it was going to be crazy. So he hung out there with his wife for around four hours. But he said he started to sort of miss his son and wanted to go home. And uh, the party seemed to be, you know, winding winding up. So he called it a night and left without saying goodbye to any of his colleagues. Just did a bit of a French exit. The next day when he went into the office, he found out what had happened after he left. So mm-hmm. apparently there was a raffle and his name was pulled out twice. So the first time uh, they'd pulled his name out of a hat to win a smart TV. But mm-hmm. they said they called and called for him. He wasn't there. So they were like, oh, don't worry. Let's put his let's just redraw. I, they must have put his name back in because they pulled his name again to win two grand and from the boss as like a gift and of course they were like oh he's not here there you go so they they uh they didn't put his name back in and someone else won the prizes what that's that's crazy he won can't they just he paid for his ticket and he won that's not fair surely they've got his number on the back of the ticket well, you would think so, but I think they probably thought, oh, fuck it. He's That's not there. unfair. I know. So, Bozo, Bad Day Bozo was not pleased about that. And he said, Is this Boris Johnson? Oh, oh Boris. You know, he's got another kid. I don't even know how that happened. Well, I don't either. I didn't think there was a Didn't they just time. have one? Yeah, that's what I thought. Crazy. Irish twins. There's a year between my sister and I. Work that maths out. Anyway. <laughs> Then there was another thing I saw on Reddit and it was about a teacher called Paula Williams. Now, she was sacked for misconduct because she had gone to a Christmas party and there was a picture of her on Facebook after the party of her basically drinking from a penis straw. (laughs) Oh, right. So it's a penis straw. It's not a penis. No, but she got sacked. Oh, God. She got sacked for misconduct, for drinking from a penis straw. But she took it to court because she said this is unfair dismissal. Yeah. Because. because It's on her own time. Well, it was taken at a Christmas party, staff Christmas party. Right. And the straw was her secret Santa present from a colleague. So she was just taking, you know, having photos of her with her secret Santa. But she got sacked for it. But anyway, she won. She won and she got £16,000 for it. I don't know Good. if she got a job back. But the point of that story is watch what you put on social. I thought you were going to say watch what you put in your mouth, which would have oh. been a good tip as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, you can put a penis in your mouth, each to their own. But maybe <laughs> if that's going to happen, especially if it's around Christmas, just don't put it on social. Don't put it on the social media. And then I read this story, actually. It was about a Christmas party that just went really wrong. Oh, I'd love to hear this one. So Mayhem this was from at the Christmas Mayhem, party. Mayhem on the dance floor. So it, this was only two years ago. And it was uh, in a little place called Cleckheaton. Now, do you know this name? Yeah, it's Wool from Australia. Click Clack, Cleckheaton. I think Jen had Cleckheaton Wool. So yeah. it's in that little lovely town. I think it's in Scotland, maybe. Okay. Or the borders. Where? The borders. <laughs> the borders of Scotland. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, I love that. Go left, go right, go straight ahead. Straight ahead. Oh, I can't do it. You're very good. <laughs> only those words. I can only do Australian accent. That's it. So there was this guy, Andrew Rigglesworth. He's 50. So he should know better. <laughs> You'd think. He went nut nut at a, a work Christmas party. Oh, I love it. I know. So the party, the Christmas party for work, and they said he worked for a, a sweets manufacturer. I don't know w- which one that is, but Cadbury. it could be one of the big ones. Well, maybe. I mean, there's so many small ones. Who knows? But anyway, okay. I should have looked that up. But anyway, the work Christmas party was at a local pub and it all went a bit sour because just after last orders, Andrew apparently had a bit of an altercation with someone from his work. And Andrew ended up being punched in the face. Oh, no. Yeah, which which basically sent him into a fucking rage. I'm sure he was smashed, literally, and, like, drunk. So yeah. he, he, he lost his shit. And he was yeah. running around the pub saying, 
I'm going to fucking kill them. I'm going to run them over. So he got in his car. No. Yeah. And they these dudes were all standing outside because it was last orders had been called. People were outside in the car park in the pub. Mm-mm. He went at them like bowling pins. Oh, they no. Was, yep. And he just ran straight into six guys. Oh, and they goodness. all went flying and all of them were injured. One of them quite badly, but thankfully no one died. But he'd driven off. He like did a hit and run. So he smashed into them, uh, drove off. And then because he didn't stop at the scene, because he drove away at high speed, probably yep. drunk. Yep. I mean, his windscreen was shattered apparently. Oh, God. But it went to court and he got 30-year prison that's sentence. A, that's what you get for leaving yeah. the scene of the crime. Yeah, so that's it. In addition to all the other things as well. That's crazy. That's his life fucked. Ruined. So that is it. If you're, if you get punched in the face, don't try and run them over because that's the rest of your life gone. It's not worth going to prison over. So it's not worth just, it, people. It's not worth it, people. So just, you know, keep a lid on it at those Christmas parties. Oh, God. As we're talking, Michelle, I've got the the ghost of many Christmas parties pasts all flying through my brain. Ooh. All very funny, but obviously yeah. only to me. But I do have one last one to tell you <laughs> oh, about tell another. Oh, tell me, tell me. Well, it's that boss again. What's she called? Ella. 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 Um, so this year, my friend who I worked with. This year? No. Th- this is the year that Jenny, oh. my friend Jenny and I were organising the Christmas party. It's many years ago. It's in the 90s. Anyway, we decided we were planning the Christmas party. We had it in the latest, coolest bar at the time. I think it was Jerusalem or something like that. <laughs> and we decorated the place. We planned all the nibbles. We had the com- the budget from the company, put it behind the bar. And yeah. I thought, let's get dressed up really fancy this year. Here, let's go shopping and wear some stick-on chromed nails. So she had a red pair. I had a silver pair to match our outfits. And we looked fantastic. We were loving how we looked, looking how we loved. And started drinking. And then a little while later, uh, Jenny went to the loo. Ella arrived. And yeah. then she went to the loo, just as Jenny had returned back from the loo. And Jenny didn't have her nails on anymore. And I said to her, where, where are your nails, What happened Jenny? to your fabulous nails, Jen? She said, oh, you know, I did a poo and I was trying to wipe my bum and unfortunately the nails got in the way and I got loads of poo underneath them. So I didn't know what else to do. I just ripped them off and put them down the side of the toilet. And I was like, gross. That's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, just as she'd finished explaining that, Ella turns up again wearing nothing but red chrome nails and saying well she was wearing other things as well but she was wearing the red chrome nails and saying look what i found god no (laughs) i guess she didn't look under the under the nails too closely she she didn't think to wonder why were they on the floor i know i'll stick them back on my fingers oh Oh, my god that's a shit story right there quite shitty i am sorry listen it was quite a triggering episode this week michelle (laughs) poo Vomit. Vomit. Perhaps we should have put a trigger warning in a little bit oh, earlier. Maybe. For people who might what? be eating. Well, yeah, trigger. Uh, the poo story reminds me of a, a double whammy, actually. So this didn't happen, like, to my body, but I was with this guy. You will remember the boyfriend. We had gone to Paris and we'd gone to this really fancy restaurant. I had a vegetarian meal because, as you know, I, throughout my life I've been vegetarian or vegan. And he had chicken anyway, chicken Provence, whatever. He got food poisoning. It was so bad. I mean, it didn't take long to kick in. We went back to our little tiny Parisian apartment that we were staying in, uh, which was right in the heart of of Paris, up quite a lot of stories. One of those beautiful old Gothic kind of buildings. Beautiful. And really old. The plumbing in those are not great. No. So anyway... Don't flush a tampon. Oh, Jesus. Don't flush anything because, I mean, first of all, his ass exploded (laughs) over every single wall. I mean, he had no control. (laughs) We just started going out at this stage. He had the sweats. (laughs) He he had it all. Yes. He was every, it was, he, I mean, he was rolling on the cold tiles because you get the sweats, your body goes up in temperature. I just told you what happens when you vomit. Yes, we all know. Yeah. So 
he was not in a good way. He was like, oh, I think I need to take a shit as well. So it was coming out of both ends, diarrhea on one end. And luckily he could sit on the toilet and kind of throw up into the sink. Hang on. Wait, Michelle, because you said, I'm sure you said the first part of the story, you said his ass exploded all over the walls. Yes, yes. And no, his vomit and his ass. Oh, so it was a double whammy. It was a double whammy. And then he said he needed to poo, but hadn't he already pooed? Geordie, it just keeps coming. Oh, You know these things, they just keep coming. There's no end. There is no end in sight. So he was there, a river, a brown river out of one end. Yikes. He's vomiting at the same time. All of a sudden, there's this gurgling. It's all of the shit and the vomit starts coming up through the bathtub. <laughs> and I'm there having to clean it all up. It was absolutely disgusting. Oh, but, man. But I did it because it was love. It was still love at that point. You know, we just started, we just got together. But I want to ask you this question. And I haven't looked this up on the internet. Maybe someone has an answer to this. But why mm. is it that whenever you vomit... There's always carrot and there is always some peas in there and sweet corn. Because even though you haven't eaten it in months, where does it come from? No, maybe just something that looks like carrot. It's not an old carrot that you've been storing just for this moment, I'm sure I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're mistaken. It's not carrot. It's just something orange. Bile. Well, Something next nice time like I'll next time I'll pick it out and have a look. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there you go. That was my last my last vom story for you. Well, thank God for that. Well, I haven't got any more Christmas party stories because unfortunately we didn't do enough research this week. But never oh, mind. God, it's been a bit grim, hasn't it? It's been a bit thin on the ground as well. The old Christmas party. When they start coming back, it's going to be hell for leather. I tell you, it'll be hell to pay. I think before. Well, before London locks down again, which, or at least they put restrictions in because it's coming, it's coming, it's heading that way right now. Get your Christmas parties in, people, and just have all the fun yep. and enjoy. Have all the fun that you can. But remember to drink sensibly. Put on those red chrome nails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't put on any red chrome nails that you might find next to a toilet. That's a no-no. It is a no-no. Thanks for your great stories, Geordie. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for your fabulous disclosure. Thanks. I feel in a really festive mood now. Do you? No. <laughs> Vomit. <laughs> Vomit stories. <laughs> yeah. Apologies, people. Apologies. Apologies. But next week, I don't know what we'll do next week because what's the date next week? It's going to be, it'll be Christmas. Christmas Day. Hang on. One more on the 22nd. Okay, so it will be the night before Christmas, Christmas, practically. Okay. Oh, God, what are we going to do? We don't know. So if anyone out there, any of you lovely eavesdroppers that we've got that we always ask to please write in. (laughs) Yes. If you've got any recommendations, maybe it could be something a bit spooky, Michelle. We could do some more murders. There are plenty. Everyone loves a Christmas murder. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, that just brings us to the end of the show, I'm afraid, people, and... uh, Apologies once again for all the vomit talk. Vom talk. That's what you get for a Christmas party. Usually somebody vomits. But in the meantime, don't forget, whatever, whatever you, you do, do wherever you, you are, do, wherever you are, whatever you do, wherever you are, whatever you do, just keep, keep eavesdropping. 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 Eaves